0: <laughs> uh, in the in the, in the when it comes to the aqidah uh, certainly the Hanbalis have uh, been known to be uh, mostly or predominantly atherese. Um there are a few things that i i want to say here because this is something that i have to train myself to train myself all the time uh, to do this sometimes partisanship uh, can be can be an intellectual disability uh, because it prevents us from uh, trying to understand and uh, basically we 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 just like we shut down and we just don't uh, attempt to uh to have a proper understanding um but the the hanbari school from the time of imam ahmed uh, has been heavily athary because Imam Ahmad was all about athar and was all about the dispraise of kalam he and and it's 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 you know it's also the generation and it depends on what you mean by kalam and whether like certain kalam would be accepted and not all kalam and so on Uh, But the idea that Imam Ahmad was against uh, Kalam and was all for Athar is, I think, an established idea. Uh, We can come later and talk about, you know, what we mean by Kalam, because I personally, and uh, ironically, it is actually... uh, the Taimayan approach, the Taimayan school, which is uh, basically more accepting of kalam and warmer to kalam uh, among the Hanbalis, but uh, uh, Imam Ahmad himself, uh, he's he's always like, you know, I haven't heard of this, uh, you know, uh, Imam Ahmad, uh, we didn't talk about it Rasul.
1: Yeah, we, uh, I didn't talk about Rasul, but if you want to, we can. If you want to go into usul uh, uh, of his method, we, if you feel that it's a priority, to do that before aqidah. We can do that.
0: Okay. Uh, let's do
1: it since you brought it up. Why don't we bring it? I, I, it was my chapter uh, beforehand anyway. Before aqidah anyway it has to be usul. So let's let's do that. to ask about the sunnah many times when I meet uh, Shafi'iyah and Hanabila they don't actually realize that the Hanafi and Maliki schools have sources they consider stronger than the single-chained Sahih Hadith okay Uh, and they get a bit, bit surprised sometimes when they do not accept that um the single chain sahih hadith to offer an exception to something that's come down in the Quran and oftentimes the the very concept of qat'iyyan uh, dhanni is is they completely uh, unaware of right of course any anyone who grows up in a certain milieu is not going to be aware of certain you know matters of usul so that's you know forgivable in that respect the idea here that um uh, if you could talk a little bit about that and, and how is it that the hanbali school recognizes you know the sunnah how do they define the sunnah I should say that's really the question how does the hanbali school define what is the uh, order of matters within the sunnah we know of course the madhhabiya have the amal of course right and that's a big thing we ha- we know the ahnaf they have this concept of the qati and the dhanni so if you can expound on the sunnah in the hanbali school
0: uh the sunnah in the hanbali school uh, it is uh, it is certainly that the scope of what is considered authoritative in terms of the sunnah and the hanbali school is wider uh we uh, do have the same recognition of qatai and zanni uh in terms of uh transmission uh, however this is an usuli. Disagreement uh, uh, that is not necessarily defined along method of lines, uh, whether, for instance, the mutafaqali, uh, the ahadith that are reported by both al Bukhari and Muslim, uh, are katai in transmission, uh, definitive or speculative in transmission. And the jamur al or the majority of them, would consider them still to be dhani in transmission not definitive uh, uh, speculative uh, but uh, it is it is a controversial issue and you will find people like uh, Ibn Salah and Ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn Hajar and so on considering the agreed upon hadith uh, as qatai uh, when it comes to the Hanbali school I was waiting to uh, to finish the Qawl al-Sahabi because I was going to come back to the Sunnah after Qawl al-Sahabi. There is part of the Sunnah uh, in the Hanbali school, uh, the, 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 the Sunnah that is authentic uh, comes certainly before Qaul al-Sahabi and uh, Imam Ahmad would not leave uh, the statement of the Prophet for any statement uh, but according to Imam Ahmad um, and that is where it becomes a little bit controversial. Uh, according to Imam Ahmad, he accepts uh, the Da'if Hadith, uh, he ranks the Da'if Hadith above uh, Al-Qiyas. Uh, he does not, however, rank the Da'if Hadith above Qawl al-Sahabi or the positions that are reported from uh, the Sahaba. Uh, yet, there would be some contention here. Which life hadith are we talking about? Mm. Uh, different people posited different things. During the time of Imam Ahmad, uh, the, the three-pronged classification uh, had not uh, come into the picture yet. Mm. This was introduced by al-Tirmizi and the generation of imam al-Tirmizi. Uh, so, during the time of Imam Ahmad, the, the, the sort of the concept of al-Hasan, um, they recognized that, you know, there is, that certainly it is a scope, uh, it is a spectrum, and the ahadith fall on that spectrum.
1: Um,
0: and even within the one category of al-Hasan, you have al-Hasan, al-Hasan al-Qayru, and so, people who say that Imam Ahmad accepted the weak hadith that Abu Dawood would call Salih al Ihtijaj, which is weaker than what the Tirmidhi would call Hassan. Um, so, Salih al Ihtijaj is basically uh, considerable or uh, can be uh, used for corroboration or something of that nature. Uh, if people, if the, the people who say that Imam Ahmad would accept those Ahadith, uh, they would certainly place them after qawl al-Sahabi, the people who say that Imam Ahmad would accept what al-Tirmidhi would later call Hassan, or at least Hassan le ghayra and that's from people who have different thoughts about this. And it seems that Imam Ahmad does accept all of them, including what Abu Dawud would call Saleh al-Ahtijad, which is even a little weaker than al-Hasan al-Ghayre, but munjabir, meaning that it can be corroborated, it can be uh, basically um, uh, supported by other reports or by Qawl al-Sahabi or by something else uh, to be acceptable uh, in uh, the ahkam. Imam Ahmad himself said that we verify the hadith when it comes to ahkam and it was reported that he even pointed with his thumbs up like this that the hadith and ahkam have to be you know verifiable uh, but not not in other areas Um, so uh, there is there is that controversy so sunnah according to imam ahmad would include everything that came from the prophet including uh, the not very weak uh, they're not very weak uh, Hadith, uh, but like I said he would favor Qawl sahabi uh, uh, over the Da'if Hadith and certainly if it is Hassan or something then he would favor it over Qawl sahabi so we said the Qur'an and we said the Sunnah, we said the Ijma' and we talked about Qawl sahabi and he would accept um, the statement of the Sahabi uh, that is not uh, basically contested by other Sahabis uh, but when it is contested, then he would choose, and sometimes when the, 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 the sort of the disagreement is, uh, is hard for him to settle, then he would report to all of them as valid uh, positions. And then uh, comes Qiyas, and the, Imam Ahmad does accept uh, Qiyas, uh, but he uses it for Darura. You know, when when he does not find anything else, no other reports, uh, nothing from the Prophet the Sahaba, the Tabi'in, uh Then he would use uh, qiyas. Uh, these are the ones that are clear-cut. We are very confident about them. Uh, certainly, Imam Jameer added to them. Uh, you know, he, he uh, posited that Imam Ahmad and many would agree with him in the Madhab. Uh, that Imam Ahmad uh, also used Maslaha uh, al-Mursala, also used Sadd al-Dharaa, also used istihsan so Maslaha mursala consideration of public interest, and Sadd al-Dharaa blocking the means to evil, uh, just in case somebody listens to this word. uh And Istahsan would be juristic preference, uh, uh, and istishab would be presumption of continuity, and. And even uh, as well, uh, you know the, the the laws that were revealed or uh, previous yeah. scriptures. So now uh, but but that that's that's contested, you know the, you know but but, but certainly to, to a great extent, uh, Imam Ahmad did use Maslaha, did use uh, you know, istihsan not the istahsan that Imam Shafi'i condemned, but certainly, you know, you know, different terms and different language games, that mm-hmm. they have different uses. So that would be, like, in a nutshell, the usool of Imam Ahmad.
1: Let's talk uh, for a second and contrast the Hanbali Fiqh and the Shafi'i Fiqh, because a lot of times um, you hear comments and you notice that they're so similar. So, uh, in their furwa, the results. So, could you contrast for us the, some of the differences between Shafi'is, the, the, the Shafi'i usul, and the Hanbali usul?
0: You know, the, the two big ones is that Imam Shafi'i and his Jadid did not consider Qawla Sahabi to be a source. Uh, although some of the Shafi'is would also disagree over this, but that seems to be. A change between his qadim and his jadid, uh, and another one is that uh, Imam Shafii does not consider sadd al whereas in the Hanbali we do consider uh, sadd al zara'a. Uh, so th- those are two major differences, I believe. Uh, Imam Shafii does not uh, necessarily state that the daif uh, is is acceptable. Uh, you know, he does not prior- prioritize life over al-qiyas. Like Imam Ahmad does. Uh, these are usuli differences. Certainly, and for all, we, we uh, there could be like ten thousand differences uh, between the, the Shafi'i and the Hanbali Mathabs But when it comes to usuli, you do have some uh, to some degree significant differences.
1: Can you can you give an example of where some of these differences manifest in the Furu'ah between those two madhabs in particular?
0: Well, and and yeah, you know, like uh, for take for example, Sad Imam Ahmad would uh, block the means like the bay al for instance, uh, selling grapes to someone who would uh, uh, who would. Uh, uh, use them or make wine mm. out of them. So uh, the Malikis and uh, Hanbalis uh, they have a much stronger like uh, consideration for sabd al The Malikis and Hanbalis they have a much stronger consideration for um, maqasid in ayman mm. and maqasid in haquod, Uh mm. basically uh, uh, intense uh in in uh, oaths mm-hmm. and intents and in, in contracts uh the 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 malikis and Hanbali's, for instance would uh, uh, make a not or exclusion by intent in oaths so if you make an oath and uh in you in your intent you ha- you you exclude something uh from that oath they would consider that uh, exclusion a valid mm-hmm. exclusion from the oath uh so intents and in, in oaths and in, in, in contracts uh certainly the Shafi'i mazhab in terms of contracts that they they, they uh, focus a lot more on uh, the form uh, of the contract than the hanbalis or the malikis for that matter
1: in terms of contemporary issues we notice that the fuqaha and the mufti Muftiin and the fatwa councils oftentimes have to dip into the usool, the methodologies and the um, precedents set across the board right? notice this In, is there a mas'ala that you can talk to us about that sort of uh, requires a reliance on hambari usul or hanbali principles that touches our daily lives
0: well, in, in Muamalat, the, there are a lot of Masa'il, uh, basically, that uh, they have uh, used the Hanbali Mathab a lot in different majama and in different councils and different Sharia boards in the area of Muamalat, in the area of contracts, uh, because the Hanbalis are uh, very flexible with conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, So Muslims, uh, you
1: know,
0: abide by their conditions or honor uh, their conditions except a condition that makes halal haram or haram halal. And the Hanbalis take this to heart and they apply this in hukud and they even apply this in marriage, like in prenuptial agreements, for instance. you can have a woman in the Hanbali madhab uh, stipulate that uh, that her that her husband would not uh, have a second wife or that she will not have a co-wife, uh, and if he does not honor that uh, condition, then uh, Hanbalis, uh, unlike other madhhab, uh, would give mm-hmm. her the right to divorce. Um, they use this sometimes in certain laws in certain Muslim countries, uh, but in our code, in particular, particularly when it comes to uh, Islamic finance, uh, the Hanbali madhab is used a lot to allow uh, different conditions uh, that would not otherwise be allowed in the other madhab. The, the, the but, but the Maliki madhab has given Islamic finance like. Uh, uh, basically, and it depends on whether you, uh, like a Sheikh Lagariani, mm-hmm. for instance, in Libya, would not agree uh, with uh, the, the idea of al and Munzim, which is the binding promise, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when it's mutually binding from both parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Maliki mazhab, uh, Islamic finance, would not survive without the binding promise, the concept of a binding promise, yeah. because in all the other mazhab, uh the promise is not binding. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, sale for the purchase order, which is by Al-Murabaha Al-Amr sale for the purchase order, uh, that would have not survived at all without binding promise, even declining co-ownership. If there is no binding promise to buy, that would not survive, that uh, sort of contract or model of Islamic financing would not yeah. survive. They have taken all of this from the mazhab, but uh Anyway, the 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 would would allow for conditions unless the condition is clearly, um, you know, uh, stipulated is 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 haram is clearly haram. It's uh, Hmm. you know, positively forbidden in the Quran or Sunnah.
1: Okay, good. Do you have any other uh, comments on the Usul point? I think that was a a pretty brief chapter and doesn't really uh, require much you know, depth into it.